Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How are we doing today, Rob? Oh, really good, Wayne. Really good. How are you today? I'm doing good. It's weird. I see you on my screen. You just look like a floating head without a body. It's freaking me out a little bit. Going to keep you up at night, huh? It will. How about when I do that? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Now I'm getting vertigo. Rocking you to sleep, huh? What's the most athletic thing you've ever done in your life before, Rob? <sighs> What are you looking for a single thing or? Oh, it's you, tough with you. I know. I mean, there's where do you go with that? There's so many. I mean, you know, there is so many. I don't know. What what was yours? Um, if I had to narrow it down to two, probably that that I'm most proud of. Probably my my senior year, I I was the only year I ever ran track. You know, because I we went to so many different schools. It's the only time that okay, this year I'm I'm going to be here for the entire year and. Uh, and I can run track. So uh, I, uh, I, I ran the a mile and the two mile. I couldn't tell you what my fastest time on the two mile was. I don't remember, but on the mile, and believe me, for this is for guys that run track, probably not, it's, it's no big deal. I get it. But, but uh, my goal was to get under five minutes in a mile and I got it in 458 on one track meet. So for me, it was a, so it was an accomplishment. And then after that, um, my goal lifting weights was to get the 300 pounds benching and I and I, I got to 300 pounds, and so that's probably it for me. The reason I ask you this, Rob. Well, wait a minute. It's not that I have these stupendous. Actually, my sports things are all really sad. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like you were just saying, you were on a track team. I was on a track team, too, of course. I was a shot putter. Not okay distance runner i know a lot of people are going to find that hard to believe so it's an indoor track meet there's no place for the shop putters to go throw the shop put so they said well we can't just have these guys sitting around doing nothing let's have them do a relay race you know a couple laps each on the indoor track and uh it ended up being like it's too bad it never got taped because it could have been one of the the funniest things that you've ever seen because all you heard was the steel baton bouncing all over the place and, <laughs> and us chasing them around. And uh, it, it was, and you know, and you get 20 shock putters out on the track. Everybody, everybody stopped what they were doing to watch that race. When I had my senior picture taken in track, I was real happy about it because, you know, I was, I never was on a, uh, got to play on a team before until my senior year. And, uh, I uh, showed the picture to my mom and she looks at it and, and I, I was standing next to the, the shot putter and uh, I showed it to my mom. She goes, you think it was a good idea to stand next to this guy? The dude was a muscle bound, you know, six foot three, great big, huge arms. And, and I looked like a kid standing next to him. So the reason why I ask you, Rob, anybody I think who's ever listened to sports, watched sports, played sports and does floors, at some time in their in their in their career, I, I guarantee you everybody's done this. You're on a nailer and you're you're in a zone, man. You're humping, you're flying. And in your head, there's there's a there's 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 a you know a broadcasting team, you know, describing your event. You know what I mean? Or then you get or you, we've all done that. We pass by a a trash can. We, we, we take the ball up, the, the sandpaper, whatever, we wad it up, and we throw it in the trash can, you know, 
And in our mind, it's, it's a three-pointer, buzzer's running out, right? I, I got to believe everybody's done that. You remember back in the 70s, no. the ABC Wide World of Sports? Oh, of course. Right? I mean, that was all you had back then. Yep. Right? And, and they showed everything as far as sports goes, right? Yep. Barrel jumping on the ice skates. Uh, I remember watching the oval, the uh, figure eight racing. Do you remember that? You didn't know if it was a demolition derby or if it was a race mm -hmm. because there was kind of both. And of course, with the wide world of sports, you also had, you know, the introduction of my hero, Evil Knievel. But you waited all week for that, you know? Yeah. And then, and then what happens after that? ESPN, 24-7 sports. Do you remember when ESPN first started? I absolutely do. Uh, and just I, like I remember when MTV started. Yeah, yes. Where you can watch your videos anytime you want. You know, I'm going to go get off track here. I was watching a two-hour special the other day on ZZ Top, a little old band from Texas. And they talked about – they were big and everything, but if you, you remember when MTV started, after that they got huge. Right. Uh -huh. Well, Dusty calls Billy and then Billy calls Frank and he says, hey, turn on channel whatever. It's way down the dial. It's some there's some show about music. And they ended up calling each other back like five or six hours later and like, when is this show going to end? <laughs> and that was the first time that they had ever seen MTV and that's when they started calling directors in California and whatnot. But it was a that's easy top special was really good. Anyways, back to what I was saying. When ESPN first started, I, I remember watching men's softball. They remember? Uh, yeah. Two yeah. o'clock in the morning. They mm -hmm. didn't have, you know, they didn't have major league baseball. They didn't have the NFL. They didn't have anything. They were just, you know, dark championships and stuff. Well, you know, they went from that and went to rodeo, went to bass fishing. You know, uh, I mean, every sport you can think of. and um, But you know uh, what I don't get? Huh. Here's the one that I don't get on ESPN. And I'm not saying anything. If you watch this and you love it, hey, more power to you. But the poker, watching guys play poker. I actually like watching guys play poker. Of course you do. Why <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> of course. Of, absolutely. I knew you would. But – all right. Like you're saying, every floor guy in his life has had that going through his head, the play-by-play, -play, right? Yep. That would be a hell of a lot more exciting than watching somebody play poker. Oh, yeah. I wonder how Watching that two guys sand a floor, play-by-play, yeah. -play, done right. Yep. I wonder what it would be like if you uh, had a play-by-play -play guy or color guy doing a team of guys sanding floors. What do you think that would sound like? I don't know. Let's, let's think about it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another great day of floor sanding. It's a beautiful day inside this house. Perfect sanding conditions, 70 degrees, and a very comfortable 45 on the relative humidity. Just perfect conditions for another exciting day of floor sanding. I'm Rob Johnson, your humble play-by-play -play announcer, and alongside of me, as he has been for the last 15 years, 
the crafty old wily veteran Wayne Highlander. How are you doing today, Wayne? Yes, indeed, Rob. Great to hear, be here beside you today. Hey, tell me, who do we have down here now on the floor? John, the journeyman, is working with a pretty green apprentice today, Wayne. What's the backstory on this long-time journeyman, Rob? He's known to be injury-prone, but a very capable journeyman. He can put out a nice product if he can keep his emotions under control. But he's facing a few challenges today. He's a split-drum guy. Using a belt sander for the first time, John's bounced around a little bit, but on a good day, he's as good as anybody out there. That's right, Rob. And one of those challenges today is going to be his apprentice. What skills does he bring to the table today, Wayne? No measurable skills, Rob. He's 31, and you might say he's bounced around a little bit too, Rob, having spent the six previous years as manager of a bouncy barn toddler store. He's a Starbucks guy, Rob, so he's useless until he gets his $15 cup of inspiration. However, he is a savage on TikTok. Notice he is doing extensive stretching before today's work. On some level, that's annoying to me, but on the other hand, Rob, it could have added a couple of years to my flooring career. Let's go ahead and check in on the action. What are they standing today, Rob? It's pretty straightforward, Wayne. 1,200 feet of white quarter stone. But it's not without some obstacles. There's tile parallel with that floor, and it's expensive with great historical value. That's right, Rob. And let's not forget, that homeowner who is not only a woodworker himself, having a garage full of discontinued Sears woodworking tools and half-completed projects, but he's also an HDTV DIY enthusiast. Scary combination, Wayne. Scary combination. Let's watch as John makes his first approach. He lines up the machine. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's not going to be happy with that. He dropped the handle way too hard. I don't think he's used to the feathering handle on this new machine. Yeah, Rob, and I think that's going to leave a mark. This is one of those things we talked about. How is he going to handle this type of ad adversity? It's no secret he and his apprentice do not get along, and this rough start is not going to bode well for him. All right. He's six passes in now, and it looks like John's finding his groove. Oh. Oh, oh no. 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 Mm. He bumped the wall. That's going to leave a mark. Let's look at this on replay. I think I see what he did wrong. Watch this in slow-mo, Rob. He tried for that extra step. He was caught between extending his arms out and a little bit more taking that one extra step, and you can see he was caught in no man's land. In fairness to John, he's coming off a five-day vacation, Rob, so the rust is starting to show, but you know he can't be happy right now. The homeowner, obviously, hearing the commotion, is back in the room now, and this guy's about as sharp as a bowling ball. He has that look of concern. John is in no mood for this right now. Oh, great move, though, Rob. Did you see that? He rolled the big machine over the stop mark to talk to the homeowner, hiding that stop mark. That's years of experience starting to show now and adverting what could have been a real issue. Well, in fairness to John, that stop mark won't count against him if it doesn't show up in the end. Let's check in with his apprentice now, Wayne. How's he doing? He didn't say, Rob. He's still stretching. I don't know if he's going to edge the floor or he's getting ready to fight someone. Looks like he's finishing just in time for his 8.45 a.m. break, though. Wow. He's back on TikTok, Rob, and he's texting something. Have you ever seen fingers fly so fast before, Rob? Looks like a banjo player on meth, Wayne. Let's now watch as John makes that critical pass along the tile, which, by the way, he did not tape off, I might add. Now, keep in mind, this is a new machine for him, so he doesn't know exactly where that paper's tracking. Oh, that, 
That's scary close, Rob. He's walking a tightrope, Rob. I got to say, this is hard to watch. Nerves of steel, Wayne. Nerves of steel. If you're going to be a bear, you might as well be a grizzly. He's in full control now, and the mastery over that machine is really something to see. Wayne, I'm noticing on his initial forward thrust of the machine, John gives a little shiver push to the back of the chassis, just above the rear guide wheel with his left foot. Rob, the, the momentum push is a sign of a throwback craftsman. This move also helps him with the timing of the transition going from the backwards to forward motion. Not all craftsmen can incorporate this into their machine operation. <laughs> it was a move I perfected and really was one of the building blocks that led to defining my career. Agreed, Wayne. His footwork is impeccable. Notice on his forward pass how he gently but firmly plants that heel, rolls the foot to the toe of his boot. But what I like even more about John is his footwork on the return pass. Smooth. He sets that toe down, rolls the foot to the heel. This allows John to become one with his machine. I don't like to get emotional, Rob, but it's hard not to when I see that move. I notice he can actually do it with either his left or right foot. You don't see a lot of guys that are bifutual, Rob. Bifutual. I love it. Sanding floors isn't about man and machine. It's about a man becoming one with his machine. And John is a master of just that. That's right, Rob. And that Red Bull coursing through his veins, you can literally see the confidence building now in his face. Wait, did he just sneeze with both eyes open? Oh, yeah. He's a beast and he knows it. He is less than a quarter inch from having to demo that tile and explain to his wife why he has to put it in his own house and look at him thread that needle like it meant nothing to him. His reputation preceded him, though, Rob. That's one tough floor man. How tough, Wayne? Well, Rob, rumor has it when he was born, he drove his mom from the hospital. So how's this injury guy progressing, Rob? It looks like he's, he's watching some sort of a dance compilation now. I, I don't know how much more John can take or myself can take of this guy. Well, in all fairness, Rob, I, I follow Lely Ponds. Don't judge me. I will say one thing. That shows promise for this kid. He's removing the doors, but notice he's marking the tops of each door for a flawless replacement. But the most important part of this kid, Rob, is his timing. If you've noticed, that big machine hasn't had to stop at all in that first room, allowing John to set a blistering pace. This is what wins in the big jobs. You can teach a rookie a lot, and I, I have through the years, but timing Timing comes instinctively to this young man. Let's move forward to the action now to see the standing part of the job. That's right, Wayne. This is where the rubber meets the road, ladies and gentlemen. And we knew this fight was eventually going to happen. The apprentice is left-handed. Oh, no. This is going to be a problem. And while they take time to hash, it out, hash this out, let's take time to remind you that this event is brought to you by Mega One, the only one you'll ever need. Mega One comes in all four sheens and smooth. How smooth, Rob? As smooth as Tennessee whiskey, Wayne. We're back, and yep, just as we thought, you know John is not going to fare well wiping on left to right. He looks his kid up and down, not happy with the knee pads. Oh, wow. He's making the kid take him off. Well, he's old school, Rob. I think his thought process, though, is, hey, listen, I've had to live through years of bad decisions and mistakes, and by God, so will you too. Wayne, I think I'm getting emotional now, too. Look at us. A couple of old queens. Look at that stain on the quarter sawn floor shimmer. I've seen sexier things in my life, Wayne, but I couldn't tell you any more than this floor. You know something, Rob? I, I, I think they're starting to bond now. 
If you look at him, look, the jokes, they're starting to joke around a little bit. He patted the apprentice on the back. I mean, it left a stain mark on his shirt, but I think it's the start to a beautiful relationship. Let's see how that relationship evolves or devolves next week when they start applying finish. That's the real test, Wayne. This is when you lost half of your employees. Good point, Rob. Next week it is then, but for right now, great job, fellas. That's the way I that's the way I hear it in my head, Rob. You know that part where you said um where you were saying how he uh he rolled the homeowner was coming in mm-hmm. and he rolled the machine over on top of the stop mark so they couldn't see it? Yeah. Well, Pete and I are doing a floor. And every night the homeowner would come home, she'd walk in and inspect everything we were doing. So Pete's edging. It's a long day. He lays out flat on the floor. And I go, man, you look dead. And I took my crayon and I did a dead man outline on the floor, right? <laughs> so he stands, he stands up and we're both just staring at it. You know, you're tired, so you're goofy. You right, know? right, right. So we're looking at it, laughing. I said, you know what it needs, don't you? So, of course, you know what I draw on it, right? Uh, that made it anatomically correct? Yes. Well, how did I know that? <laughs> right. So now the two of us are really laughing at this goofy little chalk drawing on the middle of the floor. In she walks. Oh, no. I jump on the anatomically correct part. Yeah. You have to use both feet? Both feet, standing (laughs) right on it. And as she's walking around the room talking, I'm just spinning in a circle without moving (laughs) off of that spot. (laughs) You know what you reminded me of, though, when you said that? I learned this from a – this is a great tip. Okay, this is not going to be an episode to get a lot of tips on, but maybe this is one half halfway tip. I learned this from a guy in a moving company. You ever drop something in a room or whatever, it's a loud bang or whatever, and, and it alarms the homeowner, they come running? He says, always grab your hand like you, like you hurt your hand. Like it's your hand that hits something. And it diverts them from thinking, oh, gosh, what did he break? You know what I mean? Yes. So uh, I thought, ah. Uh, that's gonna, I'm going to keep that in the back of my head. My dad told me that's where the, the, uh, the word holiday came from. How's that? He was getting a check one day, and I think I've told this story before. Anyways, he's getting a check from the owner. And I noticed something on, you know, whatever lane it was, I don't know, lane 12 or whatever. And I, I walk over, and I was probably 17, 16 or 17, okay? that dangerous age where you really think you know everything, but you don't know anything. Yeah. But you're, you're too dumb not to keep your mouth shut that age. We, we all went through that age. So I walk over to the, my dad and I said, Hey, there's a huge bear spot in lane 12. While he's oh. getting the check. While he's getting the check. Yeah. And he looks at me and of course the guy disappears and everything. So for an hour and a half ride home, I think we were in Connecticut or something. And for an hour and a half, he's like, you don't call it a bear spot. You call it a holiday. And I'm like, a holiday? What? He goes, yes. He goes, it's a holiday. People don't know what that means if you say holiday. But people yeah. know what bear spot means. And now he's out there looking at every single freaking lane. Yeah. And as God as my witness, my son did the same exact thing to me. I mean... <laughs> The it was like you couldn't have done the timing any better. 
I'm getting a check from this woman. She is, I can see the check is heading into my hand. And my son comes down and he goes, dad, there's a bare spot up in that second bedroom. Oh no. And I had to laugh because as soon as he said that, I was like, it's a, it's a holiday. And then I had one of those huge flashbacks to like, I did the same exact thing. He might've been a little younger, but I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I absolutely could not believe that he did the same exact thing that, uh, that I did to my dad. I just, I told him, you know, and of course on the ride home, I'm like, the funny part about this is you call it a holiday, but it's so hysterical that I did precisely. And the timing of it was, it just couldn't have been any better. I mean, you couldn't write a script like that. You know, and I, I don't know if we can keep this in or not, but when I, you know, I just moved, I hadn't been in California very long. You know, I've been from, from Kentucky to California and I'm working with my uncle Stan and that we're up in the master bedroom, bedroom bathroom with the homeowner. Okay. And it's a, it's a mansion. It's a fabulous house. And we're in the, we're in the master bedroom bathroom, which is as big as a living room. And there's a toilet and a few feet away from the toilet, there's this other thing, which would turn out to be a bidet. <laughs> so I'm staring at it. And I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my head around. Why would anybody need two toilets in a bathroom? I mean, I know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. They can either sit next to each other. I mean, I, I'm just bewildered a, by this. It sounds like a new version of the Cialis commercial. The, the couple isn't sitting in tubs. They're sitting on matching toilets. Yeah. So I, I, I was looking at it and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And, uh, and, and I, I looked at my uncle Stan, I go, Stan, why, why, why this? And I pointed at it. And he said, that's, you know, he just kind of made small talk. We go downstairs. He goes, kid, you, I seen you looking at that man. And I knew what was going through your head. You hillbilly dumb, dumb guy, <laughs> dummy. And, uh, he goes, I thought I got to get you out of there before you open your mouth. And I just didn't get you out in time. Did I look at this? They put a big drinking fountain in the middle of yeah. the bathroom. All right. So anyhow, we're just having a little fun on this one. Um, I think everybody's been there before when you're doing a, like you're in a zone, you're nailing off or whatever you're, uh, you know, you're just killing it. And in your mind, there's a, there's a, there's a soundtrack playing of a, of a play-by-play guy uh, as well. There damn well should be at times. Right. I mean, if I'd rather put, watch that than guys playing cards. If they could put poker or bass fishing on, uh, you know, or uh, some of these other sports they put on there, alleged sports. Uh, then they can, why not put a floor guy on there? Damn it. You know, I know you're a fisherman and I'm not trying to kiss up, but I don't mind watching fishing shows. I like fishing and I don't mind watching fishing shows. I can, I can veg out in front of a fishing show. Yeah. Tuna fishing or the bass fishing, either, either one I get. The thing I like about those shows, it, it doesn't show them fishing. It just shows them catching. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm fine with it too, until they try to say it's 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 a sport, it's like an athletic adventure because it's clearly not. So, all right. You know, I'm always talking about um, my old partner Pete, and Pete worked with the family when I was working with the family. You know, and um, during the summer we get so busy sometimes that we would go into bowling alleys the night before and uh, just set up all the equipment, put everything together, get everything running but they would still be bowling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they give us maybe lane one and lane 32 or whatever. So we could set all our gear up and everything. And um, when we were doing it at night, Pete 
Peak just cracked the hell out. He's a huge, huge concert guy. Loves concerts, music. I mean, he introduced me just about every every kind of music, right? And um, he said, don't you feel like a band, like we're roadies, setting up for the band for the Tonight Show? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> we should be in bed right now. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, this is like roadies setting up for the... So we get all done setting everything up, but we couldn't turn the machines on or anything until they were done bowling and everybody started to, you know, leave. Mm-hmm. The lanes were clear. And as soon as we got the go-ahead, Pete would run down and do a slide, a knee slide across the approach and scream like, hello, Milford, Connecticut. It's great to be here tonight. <laughs> like, like he was a, like we went from being the roadies to the, uh, the, the, to the act, you know? Not just the opening act either. No, no, yeah, it was, yeah, no. yeah we were, well, you know and what? Then, and then we turned the machines on, drummed the heads, and oh, my God. But the, I just loved watching him do that. And my father and uncle thought that, you know, they would say, he's insane. I mean, where did you find this guy? He, well, I said, well, at least he's enjoying himself, you know. That, that's worse. it, man. Whatever gets you through, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so before we leave, I, you mentioned, uh, you talked about uh, uh, ZZ Top and MTV. Uh, quickly, I'll, I'll say that, um, you know, uh, uh, Tom Petty passed away recently, right? Right. And uh, you know how much he was worth? No. $95 million. Isn't that crazy? It's a lot of money. A lot of money. $95 million. Okay. He's getting up there around your net worth now that you're a corporate stooge. Close to it, but yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. So anyhow, this has been a little bit of fun today. Um uh, morning. You know, we just wanted to have a little fun before Christmas. You know, yeah. it's uh, yeah. tomorrow's Christmas Eve day, and you know, we just wanted to have some fun and hope everybody has a happy and safe holiday. For sure. Yep. Um, and uh, you get to spend a little time with your family, as we say, and and uh, put an end to this 2020 as quick as we can. I think I, I have great. Great thoughts about 2021. I think it's actually going to be a killer year. I think it's going to be great. So we'd like to thank all the listeners this year for all the fun we had. And I hope you had a little bit of fun along the way. And um, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.